You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. Yeah, if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5. And, and I wrote a note for the media. I was like, because I, I, I went to give them my notes and I was like, man, I only got one chapter and verse. I ain't never in the history of ever preaching have I ever had one verse, you know? And I'm like, that surprised me. I was like, then I said, don't get used to it. (laughs) Probably wouldn't get used to that. Whoever's on media, you're welcome. (laughs) Because usually, I ain't kidding you, because I mean, I'm sitting, when I'm studying, I... I go through scripture. I, I'm New Testament, Old Testament, and I like connecting dots, you know. And uh, But man, I found myself just in one chapter, and I was like, golly, you know, that's something. And uh, But anyway, the title of my message is Blessed Are You. And uh, when, when we look at what's taking place in our country, we have to stop, you know, and we have to, we, we have to make a, a point to go, how did we get here? What, what, what happened? Because in any, any successful business, you're going to have to stop ever so often and you're going to go, what's working? I mean, we do it here at the church. What's working? What ain't working? What do we need to change? What do we need to make clearer? What, you know, what, what do we need to do, you know, to, to help people, you know, because that's our job. You know, we, we need to see what's going on. And at some point, we got to go, hey, what's the deal here? You know, what, why do we see all the unrest in the streets that we're seeing? You know, what's really at stake here? What's happening? And the first thing that uh, you'll learn in marriage counseling is that neither side's 100% right. And you don't take sides. And that's good advice for the day which we live. Because, listen, government, Hollywood, colleges, and churches all share in the blame of what's going on right now. We all share some in this right now. Because Jesus pointed out bad leadership makes people cast down, dispirited, you know, like sheep without a shepherd. Bad leadership makes us all sheep instead of making us who we're supposed to be. And, and it leads us in the wrong direction and we're just standing around. Everybody's confused. Nobody knows what to believe. Everybody's being told what to believe, how to think. And so we, we get all jacked up and then we get frustrated and then it spills over into the streets. And what you're seeing in the streets is a bunch of people who are unhappy. And they're not blessed. And it's not because they don't have stuff. Come on. Happy and blessed are two totally different things. And until we understand that blessed and happy are two different things, we will never understand exactly the problem that we're in right now. 
And so we're going to take a look at some things. Matthew chapter 5. And I'm going to go backwards here. Which it's really, I don't know how other people do it, but usually the last thing that God gives me is usually the first thing that I start with. I don't know. I don't know if it's my Lex Dixie or what, but I mean, that's how it always starts. You know, verse 11, blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Now we're going to go back to verse three and we're going to see blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, when you start looking at the Beatitudes here is what they call, this is when Jesus, he came down off the mountain after praying and he gave the sermon, they call it the Beatitudes. And he began to lay out eight things of blessedness. And when you read all of these, what you have to do is you have to put in account that it all that that every one of them are on account of him. Blessed are you on account of him. Blessed are you on account of him. Not, every, not things, not stuff, not anything else, but when you realize that you're blessed because of Jesus, then it starts putting things back into perspective. Because here's what he says, blessed are you when, when uh, uh, the blessed are the poor in spirit, verse three, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, when you look at how we're blessed on account of him, you can go back to Psalms in, in the Psalms and you can see in, in, in Psalms 34, 8, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. For those who take refuge in him, come on. See, the man that takes refuge in him is going to be blessed. See, it's in him. And so when you see him start talking here, and uh, because God designed our spirit and, and Nick laid this out so good Wednesday night and, and it was really good because it's God's nature in man that makes us blessed. But when Adam and Eve sinned, we lost that our spirit died, right? We are spirit, soul, and body. We are, we are three-part being. And, 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 and what Nick was telling us Wednesday night is that our spirit connects to God, our body connects to his creation, and the soul connects both our body and our spirit. See? And so what happens is, is our spirit man comes alive when we believe in Christ. Not when we just say a prayer. It's very important. So when the spirit hasn't come alive through Jesus, then you, you can only be happy through temporary things. Come on. See, happiness is not blessedness. See, blessed, 
The Beatitudes, see that word blessed there, it's a spiritual well-being and prosperity. You gotta, you gotta get that in you. It's not, it's spiritual well-being and it's also prosperity, which is a wholeness word. It's peace. It's, it's not Cadillacs and, you know, dually trucks and come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Prosperity is I'm whole. From all the, all the way I was raised, the way I was born into, it, 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 no matter how, whatever was going on in your life, see, prosperity is peace. It, it's peace. It's, it's being all the broken hearts being made whole again. Come on, it's twisted thinking it's being set right. Come on, are y'all with me? See, it's spiritual well-being and prosperity. See, and we have to get a full understanding of this. And that's, uh, you know, and, and what we're seeing is playing out in the streets is not peace. It's people who are temporarily happy because of stuff. And, and that's why we go to the bottle. That's why we go to the joint. That's why we... Not the beer joint, but the joint joint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so, I mean, we, we do those things, but it's only temporary, you know? And, and so, but the thing about the Beatitudes is, is that what you're seeing is, is you're seeing Jesus describe discipleship and reward. Not just in heaven, but also here on earth. See, we can't just get caught up into going to heaven because we still have to do something here. See, blessed, blessedness can't be achieved being stationary or a lack of movement, movement basically doing nothing. You, you're not going to do nothing and receive blessedness. That's why a lot of church folk ain't happy. I'm telling you, there's just as many church people that are not happy. They're critical, judgmental, and condemning, but they're not happy. And if you're a happy Christian, they're not happy that you're a happy Christian. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, there's some Christians I will not hang around because you're just a downer. Everything is, oh my God, life is over. And they just quit living and they're just waiting to go to heaven. Come on, are y'all with me in here? But he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, verse three, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See, this is realizing we spiritually need Jesus for life. And we can't achieve it on our own. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those not walking around in sackcloth and taking vows of poverty. That's not poor in spirit. That's just poor. Right? What he's saying, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Those who realize you need Jesus. That you need Jesus in your life. At some point, every person on the planet realizes, I can't do this on my own. I need, come on, 
See, blessed are the poor in spirit. See, there's a huge difference when you understand that, man, you can't do this on your own. See, and that's what keeps you from being so religious. Because religious people are always trying to do what they can do to make themselves happy. It's not how it works. You can't do enough, light enough candles, say enough prayers. You can't, come on, you can't do... You can't do enough fundraisers. You can't, come on. But it's Jesus who makes your spirit come alive. Now look what he says in verse four. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. See, this ain't a woe is me. I just got to walk around being all sad. That's not what that's saying. It says, blessed are those who mourn because of sin. And right now, how does what you see make you feel? Come on, are you disgusted or are you sad? Right? Because I'm telling you, it's just plumb sad. The state of affairs that people are buying into. I don't want to make this political, but who in the world thinks Joe Biden can do a job of president? (laughs) That is sad to me that they would put this man through this, put his family through this. It's just sad that that's what we've stooped to. Come on, are y'all hearing me in here? I think it's sad. It's, it's really sad. Blessed are the, those who mourn, who sorrow for one's sin and others. When you see all that's going on, it should make... Daniel, he prayed for his sins and for his people. Come on, are y'all with me? See, on account of Jesus, we can see that we missed the mark. And that's how we get back on track. Blessed are you on account of me because now you can see where you've missed the mark. Come on. Verse five. Blessed are the gentle, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. See, this is actively being against sin, not just being indifferent saying, oh, well, And let me just say this, because most of my life I grew up, I seen weak men in the church. I just did. I didn't grow up with weak men around me. So really the church didn't, I I wasn't attracted to the church. You know what I'm saying? But I grew up with men, being men, being adventurous, doing wild, crazy things. That's how I grew up. But when you read this, blessed are the meek, and you see what the church is, you go, wait a minute, I don't want to be meek. But here's what meek is. Meek is not weak. Do not confuse meek and weak. Because meek is having self-control 
so that you don't derail your future. Come on, are y'all hearing me? See, meek is having self-control so that you can finish what God's called you to do. It's not laying down, letting people roll over you. But I'm telling you, self-control is vital in the day in which we live because there's people screaming things at you. Come on. There's people screaming things at you wanting you to just accept Listen, you can stand for righteousness on account of him because it's his character and his nature in you. He'll take care of everything else. Come on, are y'all with me? And I didn't have to go to jail. <laughs> I kept waiting for a phone call. <laughs> Mr. Hilton <laughs> from the police department. <laughs> but I didn't get one. See, it's the humble. And here's what it says. They will inherit the earth. You know what I like about that? Is because it's not actually the earth. It's the occupants in it. There's a big difference. See, so we get to inherit the kingdom and we get to inherit the earth. See, that's in the future and it's now. See, and the thing about it is, is we've got to figure out uh, what, how, how all this is working out because what happens is, is when we have self-control, then we can start praying against the strongholds that are over our communities, over the alcoholism, over the child abuse. Come on, over the sexual abuses, over all the drug abuse. Come on, are y'all with me in here? See, we begin to get to inherit the earth, but when we get off track, come on, See, that's why God said, if you'll pray and you'll repent, I'll heal your land. See, and that's where we are right now. We need our land to be healed so that we can inherit it back. But we have to repent, get back in right alignment, start doing this the way God's called us to do this. See, then we can start inheriting the occupants again for the kingdom of God. Come on, are y'all with me? See, because when we made it about just going to heaven, we quit possessing and inheriting the land. See, it ain't just about saying a prayer going to heaven. And I'm, I'm going to say that all, every time I get up here because that's not what it's about. Come on. Look, and look, there's another scripture. Judgment starts in the house of God, right? That's what he says. Judgment always starts in the house of God first. And we've seen that. It started in the house of God. We've seen God getting his house in order. We, we, see, we, we see correction and order coming back to the church. That's why some churches aren't going to make it back from after all of this. But God's bringing that correction and that order, and it all started in his house. It started back in the 80s. 
God began to correct. Come on. See, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Listen, when you're renewing your mind and you're letting the word read you, it's what Nick, I like that. He said, don't read, quit reading the word, let the word read you. That's good. I like that. But see, that's, that's being combative against sin. That's bringing, the, renewing your mind is renewing it to the way God thinks about you. What God's word says. And that's how the word, well, here's what the word says about me. I don't have to walk in fear. Come on. Because listen, Jesus died for us to have life. See, and as we begin to renew our mind, at some point we begin to see God and what he says about us. See, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They'll be satisfied. See, only things won't satisfy you. But understanding and renewing your mind, that will. And because what happens is, is we start getting a mindset, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to be displeasing to God. And that's when satisfaction starts coming. That's when we start seeing spiritual, that's when we start to rest and have peace when we're pleasing to God. That's the fear of the Lord. Yes. It says fear of the Lord. That's the fear of the Lord, a terrible dread of being displeasing to him. Verse seven, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. See, mer merciful is an outward demonstration of Christian character. See, we have to un have an understanding of grace and mercy and how those work in our life. See, regardless, regardless of, uh, of, of everything that's going on, regardless of status, regardless of race, regardless of religion, we need to have mercy. See, that's loving your neighbor as yourself. See, and mercy allows people to believe what they want to believe. Not everybody is going to believe how you believe. Come on. That's okay. You don't have to hate them for it. Right? <laughs> See, merciful is an outward demonstration of a Christian character. See, when you begin to condemn and guilt sinners, they have no understanding. And then what they do is, is they start building a wall up. Listen, and here's what Christian people have done. What we've done is, is we've started guilting and condemning sinners for their stuff in their life, for their drinking, for their drugs, for their, come on, are y'all with me? We've started condemning them for all of that and all they did was push. See, they had no understanding. Come on, are y'all with me? So they never received what we were saying because all they heard was you're guilty. You're a mess up. You've screwed up. You've, come on, are y'all with me? Come on, mercy. 
Because if you keep reading, it says, for you show mercy, you'll get mercy. And I'm telling you, I've made decisions in this church and err, if I'm going to err, it's always going to be on the side of mercy. Because I need mercy, y'all. I need it. And so we've always erred on the side of mercy. See, guilt and condemnation preaching never worked and it never will. Hellfire and brimstone never worked, never will. Look where it got us. Come on, are y'all with me? Beating them over the head with the Bible, screaming at them on the corner, repent you sinners, never worked. Never will. Jesus never protested. Come on. Jesus healed everybody that came to him. The Bible says if, if you, the books can't contain all the miracles he did. And yet every one of them people turned on him. And yet he still loved them and died for them. Come on, who are we? How Jesus never condemned them. Come on, how can we? See, we've got to change our mindset. We've got to change how we're going about this. Listen, how, listen none of us would even be here if God's love wasn't so, because I'm telling you, we're all screwed up. And we're all subject to screw up when we leave here and go to the restaurant. And God's still going to love you, right? <laughs> That's why it says his mercies and grace are new every day. Why? Because we're going to need them. Tomorrow morning, we're going to need a new dose. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, y'all with me? See, grace changes our character and mercy alleviates the consequences of our sin. See, grace is taking us to get what we don't deserve. Mercy is keeping us from getting what we do deserve. Come on, only God can do that, y'all. Only God can do that. See, our character should be that we are changed to have mercy for those who are captive to sin, not disgusted by it. Come on. See, and we act like that sometimes. The church is acting like, oh, we're disgusted at your sin. You need to change and be like us. That's saying, hey, you need to clean up before you get in the shower. Right? That's, that's what that's saying. If you're going to fit in our country club, right? Y'all don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Matthew 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, this one right here is always, it's scary, right? Because we go, blessed is pure in heart. Man, will that, will that? No, this isn't a once in a lifetime deal. This is an ongoing cleansing, y'all. This isn't just something that, oh, 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 and the fairy dust hits us and the, Magic fairy wand and... No, that's not what this is. The pure in heart, it's a continual process that we go through. And I'm telling you, 
when the Lord began to show me about process, that I was going through a process that I, I receive and I accept what Jesus has done for me, and then I began to work out the salvation with fear and trembling. That's not doing things. That's walking this thing out. Come on. You're not going to earn your salvation. It's free but you're going to walk it out as you're occupying here on this earth. And we've got to clear that up. And, and here's the deal. It says the blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And the more you begin to walk this thing out and the more you begin to renew your mind, the more you begin to have mercy, the more you begin to be more peaceable, the more, come on, the more you're going to see God in your life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The more you walk through this thing out, the more you're going to see God working in your life. Come on. You're going to see things happen that you'd never even dreamed about because you're being tied to the covenant. Just You, you can't imagine the satisfaction. Listen, the whole world be going to hell in a handbasket and you're going to be the hap happiest, blessed sucker on the planet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. See, we got to be active. And as all that's happening, you start to see God in your life. And I'm telling you, there ain't nothing changes your life than seeing God move in your life. I mean nothing. Nothing. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This isn't when you're trying to run around, stop everybody from fighting and arguing. That's not what this is. Blessed are the peacemakers. See, it's being a voice of reason and bringing rest and the peace of God into situations. See, somebody's going to have to be a voice of reason. Even God, he said, he said, look, let's reason together. Let's just sit down here and let's reason. Blessed are the peacemakers. Come on, you, there's people, anxiety is at an all-time high in this country. I mean, it's affecting our little kids, y'all. When 10-year-olds are having thoughts of suicide, anxiety's at an all-time high. And you're going to have to be a voice of reason to bring peace into a situation. Come on. knowing what the Word says, knowing what God's thoughts are on it. See, that's why we get in the Word. Matthew 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's the greatest reward right there. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you 
persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Listen, you're always going to stand some kind of persecution somewhere. That's just going to be part of it. But listen, you don't have to sit there and argue. You don't have to defend God. God does not need to be defended. He needs you to live and walk in peace. Love the unlovable. Be merciful. Come on. Be peaceable. Because here's what he, and, and it's so amazing to me that he, he gives us this outline. And then the very next verse, here's what it says in 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how will it be made salty again? It is good for nothing. It's good for nothing except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light lamps and put it under a peak measure. Listen, being the salt and the light is both earthly and heavenly. Light comes from heaven, salts from the earth. What you do every day, where you're at, on your job, at school, in the grocery store, you are the salt there. You are what gives life its taste. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody should see that you've been, come on, with God. That's how you inspire influence and make an impact. When you have an understanding that true life comes from Jesus Christ, then you can connect. Come on. Right here on earth, what you do every day matters for the kingdom of God because you are the salt in it. And it says if that salt becomes tasteless, if it just becomes just, come on. What we see is a trampling of our values. Come on. Man, y'all got to get this. When the church stepped back and quit going by what Jesus laid out, to be disciples, not just members of a church, but when we started becoming just members, waiting to go to heaven, we lost our taste. Nobody wanted nothing to do with it, right? It says it was thrown out and trampled up. So now our values, come on, our culture is changing our values now. They're trying to trample us underfoot. Come on, are y'all with me in here? But see, we need to be the light of the world. 
We need to be what connects men to the hand of God. Begins to change their lives. Bring peace and rest. Come on, who doesn't need to rest and a break? <laughs> Put your hand down, Nick. <laughs> Come on, we just need to learn that we are the salt and we can bring heaven right in to our situation. Come on, y'all stand with me. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you. We're going to go out of here. We're going to be the salt and the light of the world. We're going to be the ones that bring peace. We're going to be the ones that can bring a rest. We're going to be the ones that can bring the promises to show them the promises. What's true happiness is to be blessed on account of Jesus. Life and we just thank you for that life that you give us. Lord, we just ask that you begin to show us how to be that salt. Right where we're at, what we're doing in everyday life. And Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love y'all. See you in. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.